What's up, what's up, guys? My name is Britt. Welcome back to the Young American Podcast. This week, Nathan, Chris, and I got to sit down with a very special guest. Um, it's a guy that we met about a month ago, and he agreed to come on the podcast for an interview. His name is Nate Verone, and he is a comedian. He's a sketch comedy writer. He did a bunch of time with Second City out of Chicago, a very famous organization. He's also a writer and an actor, and he's actually in this latest season of The Bear that's streaming on Hulu, if you're familiar with that. It's one of the top 25 shows out right now. Incredible, incredible show. Um, but Nate is a very funny guy and uh, made us laugh quite a bit and gave us a cool insight into kind of his world and what it means to be a creative as a uh, comedian. So as always, we hope that you guys will engage with us on the social medias. Um, you can reach out to us at Young American Pod, give us a follow, subscribe on whatever platform that you're listening to right now. You can also email us at youngamericantalk at gmail.com. Thank you guys so much for listening. Without further ado, here's our interview with Nate Verone. Thank you so much for being a part of this. Um, I apologize for the, the rough start that we had there. Trying to get Zoom to work on Britain's computer was not having it. So welcome to FaceTime. Of course. I, 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 no, I want a I want a like begging on your knees like apology right now for this. This is just <laughs> this is disgusting what you guys did to me, and I'm f-ing pissed to be quite frank. We're not paying right you now. enough. We're, you guys yeah. are not paying. I've invoiced you many times. <laughs> <laughs> Billable hours. This is the Young American Podcast. My name's Britt. I know we met at the party. Um, so I'm Britt. This is my twin brother, Chris. Hello. This is Nathan. Nathan. The other guy that you met is Andrew. I don't know if you remember meeting him. A lot of faces oh, of that course. night in Ectown. <laughs> he's he's the fellow Frenchman that's... that's uh, been to Paris and that's and right. All, that's right. Talk. I forgot that you guys had that. You in stayed in his house, didn't you? Yes, in their Airbnb. Yes. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. Oh really? I didn't know that part. Yeah. Okay. So Andrew's usually here with us. He, alas, he's a school teacher and he opts out on late weeknights. And then the other one we've got, who I don't think you've met, is John Sang. John Sang lives in Atlanta, and he's usually like our tech guru, and 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 we all depend on him for the Zoom calls and things like that. But, buddy, thank you so much for uh, for for coming in and and uh, being a part of this. So, tell us, like, how do you refer to yourself? Are you a comedian? You're a comedian. <laughs> you're an actor. You're a writer. You're also a producer. I am. Yeah. I. You know. I. I wish I. I just tell people I'm a comedian because it just it just okay. kind of wraps everything up into one thing. But yes, I have many different skills and talents: actor, writer. Uh, producer director you know all that stuff um we'll we'll get into we'll get into all of that i i'm curious like how would you so when you introduce yourself you say i'm a comedian nate verone yeah i would probably well one i would probably try to avoid the the question altogether um just if i'm in like a uber or something like that I'll, i'll just try and avoid 
telling them because then if you tell somebody you're a comedian then there's an expectation that you have to be yep funny so and i'm right. kind of not I'm, I'm not the the funniest person in real life when i'm like just out and about on my like i'm not like ripping it up with cashiers at trader joe's you know like that's just <laughs> I, I i would love to but it's just it's just not me so once you give people that in they expect something from you so i try yeah. to avoid it altogether that's a good point but if do they it, say do you get that a lot do you get the tell me a joke then once they know that i think yeah to to like complete strangers if if that's that's a common uh a question and kind of sin to ask a comedian because no comedian is gonna actually yeah. i should actually write a whole routine for when somebody asks me that like just for 25 minute like rambling that story. would be great that would be great <laughs> you know it was similar because we talked and just to give you some some backstory here the way that i got introduced to you so we know jane from a previous life the three of us do and we know her from way back when we were all teenagers and whatnot that's your girl right Correct. Okay. <laughs> the, the pause in the feed made me think that something had happened, and I was like, No, God, please, no, 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 no. But, oh, no. But Chris somehow found you pre pandemic. He found your Instagram account, and you know, you're, you're sharing stories, sharing you know, messages with your friends on all your social media accounts. And he sent me a couple of videos that you did on Instagram and he and I rolled at yeah. these videos. And so we were kind of low key, a fan of yours for a long, long time. Fast forward to three weeks ago and Nathan texts us <laughs> and says, Hey, uh, your, your hero, Nate Verone is going to be at my house on on uh, Saturday, you got to come meet him, and so lo and behold, there it is. The rest is history. Yeah, but we're we've been big fans of your work for a while now. That's incredible. Yes, we were talking though at the party. We were talking because a handful of us are like lowbrow musicians, and it was kind of funny how you got there because Jane invited you. We were she was like, "Tell me about that." She was like, "Hey, we're gonna go to Nathan Music's house." And you thought that you were like essentially like going to like a show, right? Going to like yeah. a we're gonna go see Iggy Pop or <laughs> yeah. or you know Stardust or something like that. I kind of was just going with the flow. Like I visited Lexington like when was that? Like a month ago or something. And she was like, "We're going to Nathan Music's," and I was just like the whole time I'm just like going with the flow, going to this person's house, going going over here, going to this restaurant. And I thought, I 100% thought that Nathan Music was some like DJ. For, this is what I, I had in, in mind <laughs> that we were going to see. <laughs> I just assumed we were going to go see some DJ that she knew that she went to high school with that was named Nathan Music. And I was honestly really excited. I was like, this is going to be so much fun to see a local, you know, DJ kind of do their thing and, and really put it down. <laughs> And then I was just, I was so disappointed when I, when I <laughs> found out that that's your last name. Yeah. You were and like, uh, I thought you were some sort of lowbrow musician. I was like, uh, I was like unfortunately I am. <laughs> you really are. I was so disappointed when I actually met you. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, but I was good. What I was going to say about that is like when you, 
when you're a musician and you play music, if you ever like, if there's ever a guitar around, people are like, "Oh, you play music? Play, play this. Play Freebird. Play La Cucaracha or something Dance, like that." Clown. Yeah, yeah, and I imagine it's kind of the same thing with a comedian like that. So that's interesting that you keep that part of your life under wraps until further notice. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people that talk to me in real life, like just passing conversation, would be like just strangers would be just shocked to know. I, I, I had a lot of like day jobs and when I lived in Chicago, and I would just try to keep my comedy life as secret from them as possible as possible. And I was kind of the quiet person at work that everyone was like, Hmm, like this guy might like, you know, like shoot up the place or something, you know, like kind of, (laughs) I was, that might be the vibe that I was giving off. Um, I would just kind of do my work and just kind of not talk to anybody. And slowly at every job I would have, they would eventually find out somehow that I was a comedian. And then like one person would like inevitably come to a show that and see me live and they would be like completely shocked at like the difference between (laughs) me in the workplace environment and like my, I guess, style and brand of comedy. (laughs) (laughs) That's, I knew a guy who he was a pilot, like a commercial pilot and he was a pilot in the military and he deliberately made up, like occupations that he had that when someone would ask especially when because they would fly all over the place and sometimes he'd just be sitting back there and someone would ask him and he made up some you know random job that he was the guy that folded the goodyear blimp like he would just go around and it had to be folded in a certain (laughs) way and so they needed a crew to do that and people believe that just because it was way easier to lie about that than explain oh well i'm a pilot but i'm not flying this plane i'm going to be doing this because then they have a, a thousand one questions for you so mm-hmm. right uh, yeah, you should you should come up with a fake damn i should a fake bit that you you should you should have but how did you get into comedy or how did you, did you get into acting or did you what what kind of fed that for you hmm let's see here i guess i was never into like theater or any sort of performance i was kind of like a a kind of going nowhere loser in all throughout high school and just i had no plan in life at all like i was just the funny guy and i think well i i feel the the kind of psychological answer to this is like comedy is kind of like a defense mechanism And I went to a lot of different schools growing up. So every year I had to like make new friends really quickly. Like every year I'd go to a different school. Um, So I think that's how I like developed my chops as like making people laugh. And then I was like, at a certain point I was like, this is the only thing that I'm like, literally the only thing I'm good at. Like, I don't think there's, I I don't, I literally don't think I can do anything else than this. Like (laughs) I can't be an engineer. I can't be uh emt like you brit i can't do anything besides make people laugh i'm stuck and pigeonholed into this career and i think that's how it starts for a lot of people is like you have no other option interesting that's what you said <laughs> that's what you said when i met you you were just like do you think i f-ing chose this <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you think i want to do you think i want to be like this you think i want to do the things that i do hell no man i have to i have to f-ing do this it sucks so you like did you ever 
study it like formally or go like do like how'd you get into like the acting stuff yeah i did uh i guess okay so after high school i was like okay i'm gonna like really go hard and study this as like a craft and i joined the improv team at my college and uh just was getting up on stage and learning how to do improv comedy there and um and then i moved to chicago and took classes at the second city at the theater called the annoyance and improv olympic and they're all like different improv training centers um and i took like an acting class in college but yeah i don't really I, i'm not like a theater major or anything like that i just like got up on stage and got my feet wet just doing the thing and uh, did that for so long. Like I, I was doing improv and sketch in Chicago for like nine years. Oh, wow. Yeah. With, with Second City? How long were you with Second City? I was with Second City. Um, so that's like the big job in Chicago. There's like, right. there's no way to like make money doing comedy in Chicago. And that's like the one thing that can pay you money. So everybody auditions for it um, that does like sketch and improv in Chicago. And I uh, got on the touring company probably like four or five years into moving to Chicago. And then once you get on the touring company, it's like you go across the country and do shows. Oh, is that like the varsity squad? Kind of. Yeah. It's like, it's kind of like the farm team a little bit for the, the, what they call the main stage and uh or the stages in second city it's like a little bit inside ball but so you kind of like cut your teeth doing shows all across the country you you do you do shows in like synagogues and you do them in huge theaters sometimes it's all over the map like it's it's it really does kind of uh train you to find a way to like make your humor and your point of view work for a uh like an audience that is lives in just a small town in Pennsylvania. Like my is, so that was like a fun challenge for me to try and like weasel in my like weird comedy or the stuff that I like and try to make a like older 70 year old couple in Florida and Fort Myers, like laugh at it, you know? So yeah, I just, uh, I did the touring company for like eight months and then got the bump up to, the main stage which is just in chicago and it's like kind of like a it's like a broadway style uh com uh theater review like you do shows eight nights a week and then like you run it for a year and three months out of that year you're you're creating the show so you're like putting up new material every single night and trying to get together this like ensemble act with your other castmates so it's really exciting and exhausting in that period and then you just have like seven months of what i call like comedy prison where you're just kind of like stuck doing the same (laughs) routine over and over every night and it's kind of maddening but um is that the traveling show or is that the this this is the one in chicago that's like a big like tourist destination for okay people in the suburbs and people it's like on those if you look up like top 10 things to do in chicago like the second city main stage will probably be like 
on that list with like going to the bean and uh, you know that mm-hmm. that type of stuff so it was a lot of like tourists that would come to the show but it was sold out every night there was like it was like a 300 400 seat theater but yeah it was it was a it, it was a, a lot of uh i got a lot of good experience just doing it over and over again kind of putting in my 10,000 hours beatles style you know wow did you get to so how much of of writing were you doing during that were you i mean when when there you've got a bunch of comedians or a bunch of different uh, you know artists throwing their their pasta at the wall how do they decide what sticks or, or are you the one saying hey i've got this one and here are the three guys i want to be in on this or how does that work yeah it's like the the cast is like six people you're i i guess like ostensibly you would have you would be responsible for one sixth of the show so the show runs about like an hour and a half two hours so i'm not going to do the math right now but you're you you get like you know you probably have like four or five sketches that you write and it's all over the map like you could the big thing with second city is like you improvise a idea so you'll have like uh, uh, Frankenstein who likes to trade crypto. Okay. That's a sketch. <laughs> and then you go to your castmates and you're like, Hey, this is a, a, a sketch where Frankenstein likes to trade crypto. And then since we all have the, the shared language of doing improv together, we just improvise that scene. And then you do that scene kind of over and over until it becomes like a solidified thing that works over and over. And then you script it. That's kind of like what Second City teaches you. But a lot of the times I would just come in with a fully written sketch. And that's what a lot of people would do is just kind of write out a fully written sketch, put it up, see what works, rewrite it, and just rinse and repeat that process. Gotcha. Wow. So do the six people rotate quite a bit, like people moving in and out? Or was it really six people for that eight months? It would be like for one review – it would be the same six people. And then there might be like, uh, uh, people that sometimes people leave like halfway through the run and there'll be like an understudy that comes in. Um, but more or less it's the same, like six people. And then every review there's either some people leave and some people get hired on and bumped up. But I did two reviews, two years of that. And there was only like Mm. two people that turned over. So, it was more or less the same group of people for both of those reviews that I did. So that's a lot of that's a lot of time with. Uh, I assume they're you're maybe still friends with some of those people. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you're yeah, you're like you're you're stuck with the same people every night. So it's like you. I think that's a big thing with like uh, this industry I'm in is like no matter how talented you are, like you want to be kind of a a fun person to be around. Cause like you're, mm-hmm. you're with people in like writer's rooms, like all day. And it's like, you, th- if you're, uh, you know, an asshole or something like that, it's just like, it's not going to fly. So everyone was sure. really cool. And there are some kind of like horror stories with that job in the past when like, I don't know, people, it, it felt like people could be an asshole like more so in the nineties and the eighties. Like it was like more acceptable to be that way. But um, yeah, I got really lucky. There were some, there were some really, really talented, nice people that were a part of my cast. That's cool. If I, uh, I went to the Second City website uh, earlier, just looking at it because it'd been a while since I looked, but I, I didn't know it had like the alumni like tab at the bottom. And you could just scroll through and see like 
I mean, Chris Farley and Tina Fey and like, I mean, there's like the, the, like you said, farm team for, yeah, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. The, some of the people that have come out of there and, and it's just a, yeah, it's a very, I mean, it's a very, um, I listen to armchair expert quite a bit. I think Dax was on there or something, but he talks about, I mean, he has people come through just the, the, yeah, the alumni is, is very impressive. It's very cool to have your name on there. I'm sure do, uh, do you ever get called back as like an alumni? Is there, is there ever like, I don't know if they, I don't know if they ever do anything like that across the U.S. or anything, or even just in Chicago. No, um, on my on my last night there, there's like this big thing where you kind of like on your last night, there's like all these. It's kind of like a going away party, like a little bit mm. on your last night at Second City. It's like a tradition. And for my last night, I went. I was leaving with a group of people. What year was this? This was in 2019. Okay. And on my last night, I was auctioning off like everyone would do like speeches and they take a long time. And it's just a random audience that is like there that night. So some nights you'll see like an improv show at the end of the sketch review, like we'll all come out and just do like some improv games. But in place of that, when it's someone's last night, they there's like all their friends come out and you'll do like maybe like a mixture of the best sketches that they've ever done in Chicago. And then there will be like speeches where your friends will like tell you how much they mean to you and like how excited they are for the future when you move away and how successful you're going to be. And it's really like, you can see, I've been a part of many of those and you can just see a random person in the audience is like, I didn't sign up for this and it's like not entertaining. And it's kind of like a little bit Mm -hmm. masturbatory in, in my opinion. So I was like, no one wants to hear me give a speech or anything like that. And so I was like, I'm like literally unemployed right now because I'm leaving this job. So I'm going to sell you guys my tweets and I laminated them. Uh, just some, <laughs> I laminated a bunch of just the best of tweets that I had and was just kind of reading them off and auctioning them off to people. And then the final one was I said for $300, I will read this speech and totally burn my bridge with second city. And it was like really quiet. And I was like expecting, I was like, no one's going to put 300 bucks up. Like, you know, and then somebody, this, uh, this lady put her hand <laughs> oh, up. It no. was actually, uh, one of my castmates aunts, but so she this put wasn't her, a bluff. You had a speech written. Yeah. To I, had burn a, the bridge. I had a, a speech <laughs> written, fully written. I, I was in the sauna at the gym earlier that day. And I was like, I'm about to just f- tear into everything in this building is and all the producers and just like, so somebody raised up their hand and I was like, okay, let's go. And I read the speech and just kind of like, uh, just told all the producers like why they suck and why the institution oh is terrible. And, and, uh, and yeah, I got 300 bucks for it and it was worth it. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. So you will not be invited back ever. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you know what they, they've they actually thought? changed ownership and like so it doesn't even and it's like what yeah, would i, was I gonna do? say was that was that tongue-in-cheek like you were just busting on them or was that like <laughs> legitimately how you feel it was um i would say how everybody else felt it was the kind of vibe when i was there is like everyone kind of hated the powers that be, you know, I don't know if okay. it's still like that. It's kind of gone through changes and new ownership in the last couple of years. Um, and I'm kind of out of the loop with where it's at now, but there was just a Damn lot of things. 
What's that? Damn the man. Damn the man. Yeah. So, I mean, everyone just kind of like was on my side with it. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was like half comedy, like half, uh, like power move. Like, uh, (laughs) it was half comedy and half serious, but I was like, the main thing I was like trying to get laughs, but it it crushed and it was like so fun to do. I, I, I like, I have, I have a devil. You got money. Yeah. 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 I have like a devil inside of me that likes to like do that. Sort of I really love that you did that on your last night. <laughs> I like that you kind of put it up to a vote to like, all right, whoever wants, give me $300 and I will burn this place to the ground. <laughs> Any takers? All right, here we go. Give me the match. $300 seems kind of cheap after hearing I what know. you did. I should have I upped it a little bit. I uh, should have put a K on it. Yeah. Did you? Uh, is that where you met Eric and Jack? Where did you where did you guys meet I, those or where did you guys hook up together? I met them are not th- through the well, I guess just in the comedy scene at in Eric Chicago. and Jack are your your podcast guys. Yeah, Eric Rahill and Jack Benzinger. We all know what's what's the name of your podcast? Joy Tactics. Joy Tactics. <laughs> I don't know why I said Shoot. it like that, <laughs> but it's <was> perfect. <laughs> a little soundbite. Yeah, Just put a soundbite in there. But yeah, we met in Chicago doing uh, comedy together, and they were just like two of like the funniest people that I've ever met in my life. And yeah, and then we we just uh, later on did a podcast together. But they're they're like two of the funniest people. If you guys have never seen like a Jack Benzinger video or an Eric Rahill video, like look them up right now. Like you're, you're in for a treat. I wish I were you yes. watching that, like for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that. And that's, I, I, when I found you, I was thumbing through obviously some of your old catalog and, and then Jack and Eric as well. And just some of the stuff it's so off the wall, like so random and so funny. I th- the one that hooked me, and I think I told you this before, but the first thing I saw from you was uh, Mike Roman, CEO. Of oh Corona, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the middle of, in the middle of. Ever since the coronavirus coronavirus went global, it's been a pretty good year for me. Um, I'm not saying that that's good news, but it's good news for my pocket. Like that one was so funny to me because it was such an odd time, and just the thought of this this guy that had really no self-awareness just getting completely rich off of this and just going like eh. I, th- you just you said that you only had like an hour to film that oh, he said <laughs> jane, jane was tapped out after <laughs> yeah yeah was pissed yeah but like i still walk around quoting that today when i see like a hey you're you're driving a you're <laughs> look at it, you're, you're driving a chevy cavalier you <laughs> idiot <laughs> you're the poor guy so listen to your podcast a little bit and then looking at your your social media when i listen to joy tactics i feel like i'm in a room with three comedian writers just pitching stuff yeah because you guys will like kind of choose a topic and then somebody will just pull yeah. just blow it out of the <laughs> yeah. sky like there was one a, a few weeks ago maybe it was the halloween one because you seem to be a bit of a student of comedy you were like dropping some kind of knowledge about this this like old old like days of your comedian that would i think i know pre- what you're like talking pre- about pretend that he spoke a language yes. you'd ask him to speak a language yeah sid, what was his C- name? sid caesar sid caesar yeah and he would 
I guess if to test him, people would be like, you don't speak that language. And he would fake it and start to speak it. And they would believe what he said. And it was just so believable right there. Yeah. And you can hear, and you can hear the other guys on the, on your podcast, just be like, no, we're not talking about that. (laughs) And I was just like, that's fascinating. I want to hear about that for 10 more minutes. Yeah. We, uh, we loosely pick a topic every episode and then immediately veer off and forget that we even picked the topic in the first place. And then <laughs> it's kind of just there for if we have nothing to say, we're just like, okay, uh, I guess we are talking about like energetic um, forces or something like that this episode. <laughs> and it's usually a topic that we know nothing about. And um, yeah, I, I feel like listening to our, podcasts i think it's just like kind of being a fly on the wall of like three comedians doing like i feel like when you have like good comedian friends you have like a shared language of like bits that you do and things that you find funny and and i i hope that people kind of feel like they're just in a car with us and we're just driving somewhere and absolutely so not to compare you guys but um on Netflix, there's a documentary that just came out this past year about the Beatles, and it's about them recording "Let It Be." And if you're not a musician, <laughs> like I was, I was sitting and watching it with my wife, and she was like, "This is so like, what is going on?" Because it's just hours and hours of is them. Is that the Peter the Jackson studio. one? Yeah, the one on yeah. Disney Plus. That's like twenty yeah, yeah. hours or something. It's like <laughs> it's it's forever yeah. long. Of course, you watch However, every minute of it. I did too. <laughs> However, if you've ever been a musician in a studio, were you fascinated by? It? Oh, dude, I was I thinking was about honed rewatching. It's nine in. hours. Wow. Are you watching it? I was thinking about I was like, it. And, and something about like that creative space, like those tensions that build, like yep. some of the like. Hey, I'm thinking about this, and you can see this guy's checked out, and then that guy's about to leave, and then the wives come in, and then this kid comes in, and then somebody disappears and stuff. In some way, shape, or form, I kind of feel like you said, like Joy Tactics is a little bit of like a fly on the wall of just like three comedians in a room, like just chopping it up, and what are we going to do? What are we going to talk about? What's funny? What's not? That's cool, right? Are you suggesting that you're you're the wife saying, "What the hell am I listening to?" I'm suggesting that Nate is <laughs> Paul McCartney. <laughs> so, what brought you to L.A.? Well, let's see. I think you kind of after you kind of climb the ranks of second. There's there's a there's only so far you can go in Chicago. There's no talent. There's no there's no like entertainment industry in Chicago. There's a there's a small one, but it's like it's really hard to make a living there doing writing and acting. It's possible, but at a certain point you kind of just have to either move to New York or LA, but that becomes like less and less important as the years go by just with Mm -hmm. everything being remote, but still it's like everybody, I, I don't think the industry has like progressed in a way that it's like LA is like irrelevant by any means like there's still so many writers rooms that happen here there's everyone here is like trying to make it quote unquote so you like meet a lot of people who are kind of doing the same thing as you um but yeah i was like i chose la just because i was like i think that's the place i'm gonna like die 
So I might as well just like get my <laughs> like grow my roots here while I'm because I Pick yeah a plot out yeah yeah yeah. And you, do you do you prefer it to New York or Chicago or is it just different? Interesting. I think like L.A. is a I don't know. I I I love Chicago. I think Chicago's like just overall the best city. It just like the public transit like biking is amazing there the food is incredible and like the the comedy scene is really awesome and vibrant new york is i like romanticize new york i don't know if i could live there but every time i visit i have such an incredible time and i have a lot of friends there um but la i mean it's just like i feel like growing up i grew up in ohio and like living in la is just so different than the winters of Chicago and just growing up in the Midwest that I, I really don't take it for granted. And it's like, it feels like I'm living in some sort of like sunny paradise every day. Yeah. So Chris I, and I's parents are both from, from LA. They're from long beach. Oh, so nice. We, we're pretty familiar over there. It's just gorgeous. It's just absolutely beautiful out here. Like I love it. Um, so this summer, my wife and I are huge fans of the bear. Yeah, speaking of uh, good food and bad weather. Yeah, <laughs> um, and and I think I was like watching like a some or maybe maybe John or somebody sent us like the trailer for season two, and then you're like in a little snippet. I was like, that is Nate Verone, which I only knew you from Instagram from knowing you as Jane's boyfriend, but also yeah, they had sent me a couple of sketches, but. Um, how did that come about? I mean, do you, did you, how did you, you land that going on auditions or? Yeah, that was from a audition that I did. I did this for a, there's a guy that I know who is a, the co-executive producer of the show. And we met him in Chicago and he's mm -hmm. like really, really awesome dude. But he, I think he was like trying to get us on the first season and it just didn't work out. And then like season two came around and our agents like all sent us auditions for parts in the bear. And I remember like texting him, like I auditioned for this role or something. We were just like talking and he was like, it came up that I had auditioned for this like bigger part. And he was like, Oh, that's funny. Like you, you're not going to get that. Like it was like one of the roles that was like meant for a, I forget who what part I forget what part I think it was the the like head chef of the new restaurant that cousin works at towards the oh, end. Oh yeah. I think it was that part, but he was just like, okay, we'll find like something else like for you, but it's not going to be this this role. <laughs> so, um how I don't know. I I don't how'd know. How did you land all three of you guys going in there? I think it was a combination of like the casting people which are local Chicago casting people that knew us and uh, just knowing one of the producers on the show, like okay. helped out. I, I really don't know. I just like got a call that I was like, Oh, you're going to be in this role. And I was like, okay, sick. And then Eric and Jack were in it too. We all found out we're yeah. like, Oh, we're in the same episode. Like we thought we were in like yeah. different, um, different parts of the season, but yeah, it was, it was, well, it was like, really fun watching it. Like you've got a pretty significant role because you're there with, I mean, you're a tertiary guy, but like you're there with Jeremy Allen White, Ebon, Oliver Platt, like all the crew, you're, you're talking with them in there. And I don't know about you. Are you, a, so are you a replacements fan? 
I do you know the band? Yeah, I do. I'm not like a huge fan, but I like okay studied up on them for that part. Did you really? Like, okay. Yeah, yeah. I like they're them. like low key, like one of my favorite indie rock bands. And when the episode starts and Bastards of Young plays, I'm like, all right, yeah, the replacements. And like, I don't know, like we used to have a like a a question we'd ask. What would be like your walk up song if you were like the the relief pitcher? In a in in the, the baseball game and we'll, and like that's a great song and then here you come Tim the drywall guy Nate Verone mm-hmm. I was like coming up to Bastards of Young and then uh, cool. you you have a couple speaking lines and I'm listening to the dialogue and you and Neil are talking about your favorite uh, replacements albums just sitting on that like uh, yeah. table in the back which is uh, I just thought that was super funny. I know that was so much fun. That was like the biggest production I've like ever been a part of. And it was like, it was really cool to meet everybody. And, uh, yeah, it was just like, it was such a smooth, incredible experience. Everyone was so nice. Like just from top to bottom, the crew, the actors, everyone was just like so professional. Maddie is like the sweetest most hilarious person he was so fun to like maybe the perfect person to have like on set because there's just a lot of like downtime you know where Uh you're just waiting for setups and stuff like that um and he's just like the most fun person to crack jokes with and yeah what a what an incredible fellow that man is so i got to like yeah just be sitting with him like for long periods of time and yeah he's awesome that's cool do you do a lot of like? Are you are you trying to do a lot more acting like that, or was that just kind of a one and done type of thing? Or or would you like? Where would you? I guess if someone were to say, or if you were to show somebody your work, what's the one thing that you would? Or the, I guess the the kind of greatest hits that you would go. Oh man, if you sum up my comedy, because you kind of mentioned like you guys all have kind of a strange sense of humor and. What's a, I remember he listened to a, an interview with Bob Odenkirk and he's big on this Better Call Saul and you know he got this big break in Breaking Bad but he's you know he says it's funny that people know me as that character because my greatest achievement is Mr. Show which is like yeah. this you know the really oddball sketch comedy with David, David Cross. Cross and uh, he was like people don't people don't know me it's funny that people don't know that that passion of mine. What is what would you say? Is it more writing, or is it? Are there some specific? Because you have some specific characters that you've done that have kind of gone viral, or or uh, you know gotten a, a piece out of the internet. There is there something that you like have? Is it or has it not been done yet? I think Brian Toledo. <laughs> Brian Toledo. <laughs> Hi, I'm Brian Toledo. Me and my sons are standing by right now to give you the ass whooping of a lifetime. Oh man, I love Brian Toledo. My, like, my greatest uh, achievement. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I would say that I like to write the most. I, I like to come up with ideas and kind of acting has been a kind of byproduct of getting those ideas out into the world. Um, so I, I don't think I ever wanted to be an actor. I just wanted to get up on stage and make people laugh. And then I was like, I guess like acting is fun, but it's not like something that I am like 
I'm not trying to be Daniel Day Lewis, you know, like I, I, yeah, I really just, I really enjoy writing and like coming up with ideas. And I feel like you have no control as an actor. I, I kind of don't know how mm. actors mm. like just wait all day and they just get auditions and they, I don't know. That's just not me. Like I like to be in control of what I make create. And that's like the fun yeah. part of it. Like if I like do it, if there's something good that somebody writes and like wants me in it, of course, like that would be, uh, amazing. But the thing that like kind of gets me off is the, the generation of ideas and characters. And, and the, and the person I would like compare what I want to do most to is, uh, is Danny McBride. I feel like he is just a total package of like filmmaking and acting and writing. Like when I saw Eastbound and Down, I was like, this is the funniest thing ever. And it's like, <laughs> it's like cinematic too. And, mm-hmm. and it doesn't like, uh, let up. It, it doesn't like replace the cinema with like our cheap in the last because of it. It's just like a really, really funny show with a good story. And it's like shot really well. It's on HBO. Like I, I just, I think Danny McBride is just like got it going on. And, and, uh, that's, that's who I would love to, I would just love to be him. <laughs> that's a good north. That's a good north star. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, I mean, he, he's got he in my book. He's got three amazing HBO things. Oh, oh yeah. Good I, mean, God, I think yeah. he's. Um, we uh, tear up the gemstones. We 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 shared our love for Vice Principals when you were at my house. Like I love Vice Principals, and of course, Righteous Gemstones is blown up. But man, yeah, and Eastbound and Down. That's one of those like, oh, I guess I'm not gonna watch this one with my wife, but it's <laughs> let the boy watch. unbelievable. Yeah, oh, she lo- we she will watch the the outtakes. She said we're we're uh, we're expecting our second baby right now. I don't know if I'm supposed to say that on a podcast. We can bleep that oh. maybe. Oh, really? I forgot to tell Britain. Uh, no way! Congratulations. <laughs> You're finding you. out just now on the. I oh. just found out right now with you. I forgot to tell Brit. Um, That's and uh, yeah. But she she threw out the name Gabriel today. I was like, all I can think about is that Will Ferrell outtake from Eastbound and Down. <laughs> My young son Gabriel. My young son Gabriel came to the door. <laughs> so, let the boy watch. Ashley Schaefer. I lo- let the boy watch. He needs to learn the way I learned from my father. The way he learned from his father. <laughs> yeah. Incredible. <laughs> Incredible. It's a good North Star. Oh, well, and Danny McBride, he kind of gets, I mean, he can do what he wants. He can write it and act it, and nobody's, you know, he's kind of gained a, a rapport and, a, and an audience where Love people, him. they don't want, you know, nobody gets to kind of really mess with his stuff, which I'm sure there's some producer somewhere. somewhere. Is there something like that? Like, would you prefer, like, when you say, I'm, I, I like the writing aspect, are you writing, like, long-term stuff, or is it, is it uh, like... Do you Sketch. actually send off sketches to people or how does that, what does that actually look like for you? What I'm focusing on right now is writing like narrative scripts. So that could be in film or television. So just kind of mixing, I guess my time between writing stuff for like projects that I'm going to pitch and stuff that I'm trying to sell to like a, a, a production company or a studio but yeah, I'm I'm moving kind of more towards that space, like as of the last several years. Okay. Yeah. Have you had to do you you mentioned that you had to do or you've done some stand up comedy? Is that is that something that you do in L A. or is that something that's just kind of to try to keep the lights on? Or 
Yeah, I do. I do stand up in LA and, um, it's, uh, it's not something I do like every night and I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to have like a Netflix stands up, stand up special or anything like that, but I just did comedy for so many years in Chicago that sketch comedy. And then I like just transitioned into doing stand up, and it wasn't that big of a, a shift and change, but yeah, I, I kind of think of it as like, you, you kind of got to like sharpen your blade a little bit, you know, like you, you get dull with comedy and when you're, when you're, in my opinion, like if I'm not on stage, like doing comedy for an audience, you kind of like, I, I think you, your, your, your blade gets a little dull, you know? And when you're on stage and you have to get laughs and you have to write new material, it just keeps you sharp. And then that applies to the, you know, the scripts you're writing and, 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 and so on and so forth. But that's kind of how I, I think of stand up. It's just more something I do for fun and, uh, to keep me sharp as a writer. Will you ever book something in Lexington the next time you're in here? I absolutely <laughs> need to. There's a comedy club in Lexington, right? Yeah. Yeah, man. It's yes. awesome. Comedy off Broadway. If you're ever in town, let us know in advance and we'll, we'll rally some troops. I will. Next it. time in Lexington, I will try my fucking hardest to book a show and it will be the greatest show that will ever fucking hit Lexington ever. <laughs> I will put, I'm going to pull out uh, every stop. It's going to be fucking bananas, dude. Yes. Please make that happen. Just, as long as you walk out like with a neck brace. If on. you walk out with that <laughs> neck brace. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, like I quote that. There's several things, random, like little things that you do, you've done, which I think you took it off. <laughs> Britton and I still, I I think it was during COVID. You would just do like these random videos, and you would do like the like the slowed down uh, voice modulator, voice modulator, <laughs> and you were like, there was one uh, that you did. Which, by the way, when I was typing in your email to have you join, I I put V. It was Nathan V E. R R Nathan V Roan. So I was like, damn it, I misspelled this. So I'm always waiting at any point Nathan V Roan is going to join this. <laughs> this, this, this. A different person. And we're going to have a showdown. So if you are looking for Nate Verone out there, it's V A R R O N E. But you have, you were doing like the voiceover modulated videos and you showed like there was a picture of a cap that like, I don't even know what that's called. Oh yes, what I know what you're talking about. Like a newsboy cap. The newsy yeah, yeah. cap said if you <laughs> own or wear this hat, then you can straight up <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah. And, and you pulled that video. Why'd you pull that one? I don't know. You I have somebody, this thing. You met somebody you respected that wore that hat, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jane walked in with one on. <laughs> I I don't know. I have this thing where I hate everything I make after I make it and then so I pulled I pull all of my YouTube videos that I've ever made off of YouTube and they're impossible to find. And um yeah, I don't know. It's just one of Do you guys like hearing the sound of your own voice cuz I hate it. I hate it. No, it's bad. I, Everybody I, hates it. I hate I feel like that's a common thing, but I really really hate what like i will after i'm done making something i will never watch it ever again <laughs> like i'm done i i when you when people talk about it like when you guys are quoting it i'm like 
oh yeah, like that's the first time I've heard that line <laughs> since I've made it. You know, like I I don't I don't watch anything I make because I can't. What about is it the oh, same? What way, a like, shame! Is it the same like <laughs> seeing know. yourself? What's that? Is it the same way like seeing yourself too? Do you have the that same like yes? Like when the bear came out, are you just like ah? Yeah, I mean I'll watch it once and then I'll just be like. Yeah, don't need to see, no, don't need to watch this again. You know, it's just kind of a, see, some, a, a curse. Interesting. Yeah. Some of the funniest stuff that I think that you do is your physical comedy. There's like one video of you. I think it's a hotel in Vegas, and it's like you be, being a quote unquote bald player, and you're just like walking around <laughs> yeah. like doing the praying hands. The praying like, hands are up. Like rapper poses, so good. I guess. Yeah. And I've I've watched it a thousand times. It is so funny to me. I don't know, and I, I don't know why, but but uh, it's you 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 speak my laugh language in that. So it's, it's very, very, I would encourage anyone <laughs> to jump, jump on the internet and look up Nate Verone, Nathan Verone and check out any of the stuff that he's done. Cause it's, it's hilarious. You will not regret it. Well, thank mm -hmm. you. Um, do you, uh, we can wrap up soon. Yeah. Though, we'll, we'll but, start to wrap this up, but, but, um, do you still, I saw on IMDB, you did stuff for that Stephen Colbert, like cartoon news thing. Yes. Uh, Tuning in the news or something like that—is that what it's called? Tuning, tuning yeah, in. tuning out the news. Tuning out the news—is that? Do you still do you still work on that? I do not. That show has been uh, canceled, but oh, it, was. it was. It's one of those Way shows to go, that Nathan. It's one of the yeah. Th thanks, man. Really, <laughs> yeah. that was awesome. Hey, thanks for bringing that up. Left, Way to be current. They left the dash on there. They left the dash. <laughs> You're no. like, we want to end on a real banger here. <laughs> well, I still want to hear about it. Canceled. I still want to hear it. It's, it's a no, Stephen I'm, Colbert I'm totally is in the title. Um, yeah, that is, you know how you watch a show and you're like, like you're on Netflix or this was on Paramount Plus, like a, mm. a streaming service that just, I think no one has. And <laughs> as we were working on this, we were just like, who's watching this? Like literally who the f is watching this? Like I, like I literally, I think like this show has like, I, I don't know what the budget was, but it was, I don't know, millions of dollars I'm assuming went into this. And I guarantee you, if you went into like the analytics of like how many people actually watch the show, like it would be, I don't know. The whole time I was thinking, I was like, there's a person on YouTube who's just like, sitting in their mom's extra room with a ring light on and getting like probably a thousand times more views just talking <laughs> to the camera than this show that is like has a full team of animators and writers and and voice actors like putting together um but it was it was uh yeah it was just like a cartoon version of the daily show basically mm -hmm. and yeah. stephen colbert his name was just when you're when you're famous, you can kind of slap your name on things and then just not do anything with it. Like yep. if I was famous, I could just put my name on Nate Rohn's Young American podcast and never talk to you guys. <laughs> and it would just yeah. that's just what uh, that was. Um, so Stephen Colbert was never around. And uh, but, yeah, we were just writing like topical jokes every day for that. Mm. Yeah. So where would you say if, if you were where would you point people if they want to find your stuff? Mm, interesting. Um, I would say go. Uh, I would say on just on Instagram. I would say yeah, because I, I kind of left up like the the things that I like on there that I've done. 
and I'm trying to get a short film made right now. And I wish I could comedy, say that. I assume. Yes, a comedy short okay. that I think is kind of more in the style of like what I want to be doing in the future. So uh, I guess look out for that in the in the future. No, okay. no title or anything to to throw out yet. Still I I have a I have a tentative title right now, and it's called New Movements, and New movements. it's it's definitely the craziest thing I've ever written. And if you're a fan of like physical comedy, it's like that on like cocaine. Like it's it's <laughs> it's going to be insane. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I I, I don't want to say anything more than that, but. Uh, look out for it. It'll be on like probably Vimeo or something. We're stepping okay. up, dude. We're 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 done with the social media <laughs> bullshit, dude. We're going eight <laughs> K video resolution on this fucking <laughs> dude. It's gonna be on MySpace. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and right. en- and enjoy tactics. Everyone check out. That's right. Yeah, enjoy tactics. tactics on all your podcasts. You can check him out at Nate Verone. That's N-A-T-E-V-A-R-R-O-N-E, not to be confused with V-Rone, wherever he is. He only wears G-Star raw jeans. (laughs) Um, Nate, thank you so much for being a part of this. Uh, We really appreciate it, man. You're you're a blast to be around. A good interview. This was great. It's it's a a whole uh, insight into a world that we really know nothing about. We've had a bunch of people on here interview, and and this has been really, really interesting, man. Yep. We always end the show with a song. Okay. Any song. Do you got one? Do, Do I have a song one? to sing? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> what do you mean? Sing. I did that with Abby, too, didn't I? Yes, you did. Yeah, yeah. I want you to sing a cappella. No, please don't. Um, <laughs> no, we, we do like an outro song. What do you want? Bastards of Young? Your bear song? Oh, no? oh! I get to request just a song for you to play on the outro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's still confused. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, sorry. I got. No, I got it now. <laughs> I know exactly. Wait, hold on, hold on. Let me look this up. This is a you know Bow Wow that rapper. <laughs> like, like, yeah. Oh, oh, hell yeah! You guys he know Bow Wow, right? Yeah, yeah. Snoops. Like, like Mike didn't he, he dropped a Lil? He's just Bow Wow now. Yeah, he's Bow Wow. Well, he's from basically the same neighborhood that i grew up in ohio so i hell I'm, yeah I, I i gotta represent bow wow any chance i get um and there's a song you- that came into my head that i was just like god this song is just it's one of the best songs ever made like it's the beatles dude this song <laughs> bow wow like you featuring sierra can that be the, the outro let's do it I'm in. That's awesome. Let's do it. I'll, I'll you guys insert know this it song? in there. Have you heard this before? Oh. <laughs> there he goes. We lost him. I thought he was just playing me. He's got to come back for a goodbye. It'll go back. Well, Nate, oh, we lost you for just a second. Oh, we, we lost you. That flat out loss. I thought I thought you were playing me right there. You were like, "Can we can we play that?" And then you just held the screen like this. I That'd be a good bit. Hey man, thank you so much. Uh, we'll wrap it up there. Uh, we really appreciate it. Good luck to you. We'll be looking for your video on uh, Hot Vimeo account out there near you in 8K. And um, yeah, here's some bow wow for you. Thanks, Nate. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Right. Bye.